Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You're at your favorite spot, your best podcast on the planet. Here is the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We're going somewhere different today, Brains. We're going to Ireland with Laura Blosny. I can't wait to talk to her because you know what? She's invincible. She's got a big old S on her chest. She works with women warriors helping them transform. I'm going to ask her, what is her definition of transformation? Everybody is different. What is her her definition of mindset coaching? How are you going to set somebody's mind? Or how are you going to enable them to turn the dials to set their mind in the right frequency? Let's bring her on and welcome her to the show. How are you, Laura? Thank you, April. Beautiful question. Really, really beautiful and powerful question. So mindset really, as we know, is everything. Mm. And as we have heard, authenticity. Mm. We've heard too much. In in my opinion, I think it's oversaturated because authenticity is, is subjective. You can't always show your authentic self. Sometimes you gotta bring your representative, but I'll let you finish. Of course. The thing is, how do we even know when we are authentic? Right. Exactly. And I think so many people don't know. They want to be authentic, but they don't know how to get there. And I definitely was one of them. Well, and sometimes they're scared of the realization. What what am I going to uncover? A lot of women, and we're going to use women as an example right now, live the imposter syndrome, Laura. You know that like I do. They want to be everything to everybody. They're the people pleaser. They're the overthinker. They're the overachiever. And in actuality, they're denying themselves the reality of being vulnerable and being whole and being um, and wanted and needed and delegated. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And it comes to a cost with self-love. Yep. There is a denial of self-love and we can't be everything to everyone because then we are nothing to ourselves. That's right. Because you're completely drained. You're robbed. So in the search, uh, as we are seeking, what are some of the things that help us figure out who we are? How do we start to begin to document or process or even assess who we are and who we're meant to be? That's a big question. That is a big question. And thank you for asking it. So how many people are actually sitting with their feelings? Everybody. Or in my experience, also as a coach and my own experience, I know that when the unpleasant feelings are coming up, feelings which are not, um, which are kind of edgy and painful, we tend to push away. And that's when we tend to escape. And it could be through workaholism, alcohol, too much fitness, um, too much of everything 
keeping busy. So that is the first step of awareness, understanding that there is a pattern of running away from ourselves. And then you have the definition of, are you busy or are you impactful? You hear people, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy doing what? What is the result of that? What have you implemented, designed, offloaded, you know, created? Yes. What are you busy doing? So it's a lot of work to try to figure out who you are on a day-to-day basis. Do you recommend that women really go deep outside of working with a trained professional coach such as yourself? Um, You know, are there other things, you know, there's meditation, like you said, and you mentioned something that was very unique, uh, too much exercise. Sometimes I see this one chick at the gym. (laughs) I'm like, do you ever go home? (laughs) (laughs) i mean she's killing it she's sweating she's doing this and she's doing that and she's already i mean super fit don't get me wrong and i get tired just watching her so yeah sometimes you can overdo it but maybe that again is like being the perfectionist you are letting your insecurities come out in a different kind of way true but what is perfectionism Mm. perfectionism is covering up the fear of not mm. being enough. So with overly training or overly doing everything, and I know it very well because I was one of those people who was always busy taking myself down. My body actually took me down when I didn't want it to rest um, because I didn't feel enough. But I'm doing enough, pretty enough, smart enough. So just keep going till the like happened that I realized that something needs to change. Well, you must didn't look in the mirror because you're all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> Where did that insecurity come from? It's it mine insecurity, like most of others, are coming from our childhood. Mm. So when obviously when our parents raise us, they raise us with what's available, the resources what are available to them. However, my dad was very, very demanding. And so was my mom. So I never felt like I am able to achieve their standards. Mm. And that's when my own perfectionism came in. And that's when my own feelings of not being enough came in. And we take that baggage with us into our adulthood. And we are acting as those six, seven-year-old children in adult bodies. And that's when when they're the self-help is coming in coaching self-development side yeah self-development is very very valuable now you said that it it came from um your childhood but also it manifests in other ways in relationships when you start dating um when you have your own children when you go into the workforce all these outside influences are such determining factors about how you feel about yourself. I had a situation when I was uh, in junior high school and I was bullied, but this was a public shaming. But I got a new awakening out of that. Uh, I walked across the stage in an event and my audience booed me. I was like, I know good damn well they're not booing me. I was mortified. But you know what I did? I straightened my dress up. I stood up. I let my my chest out. 
I took a deep breath and I was about 14 years old. And I said, I am not. At that point, I made a determination. I wasn't going to let that define me. I was not going to let outside influences define who I was. I turned that noise down immediately. How do we turn down the noise? I love that April beautiful story and love that warrior spirit as well. I was, I was fierce that day. I was like, how dare they? <laughs> Who do they think they are? <laughs> yeah, <he's> confused, okay? <laughs> beautiful. That's when our true selves are coming in. That's where the realization that authenticity uh, is coming in, that we are enough. But to get to that state, it's a hard work. Like, I'm happy that you realize that at 14 years old, for me, it took um, more than 30 years to get there. Wow. That's a, that's a double of yours. Right. But what was your aha moment? What was the realization? I mean, just really what, what plugged you in? What hit me? <laughs> what rock hit me? So... It was one of the relationships because I always were in relationships as I didn't felt that I'm enough on my own. And one of the relationships was so bad that that's when I realized that I'm running that pattern of not, not enoughness and always playing the second best. Mm. Like I'm an invisible person. Like I would be with someone and they would be looking somewhere else for someone better. Mm. And that's what that's what was uh, my defining moment that it was really hard to break away from that pattern because I've been carrying that um, all my life but then I understood that I'm so sick of playing the second best not just in relationships but generally in my life that uh, I had to do something about it right right what is your ethnicity where are you from I you don't have a much of an Irish accent no, I'm originally from Latvia, from Riga, Europe. But I'm I'm a bit of, I'm quite of an expat. So I lived in England, I lived in Italy, I lived in Ireland. So yeah, I've been all over the place for a bit. Because you know, culture upbringing um, has a lot to do with us as women. What is the expectation? What has what's the box? What's the container? You know. And it's hard to break that for some. How did you become a warrior and start helping other women identify these patterns and break free? Thank you for the question. Beautiful. Uh, so I actually, I realized that from myself that I'm running these patterns, but then I looked around and I also looked at other women, including my mom, and I could see how helpless they were. Like they they seem to have everything, but they weren't able to stand up on their feet purely because of that not enoughness thing. So for me, because I went through that lesson, uh, learning it hard way, I understood that there are so many women who need that help because they, women can change the world when they are in their best selves. We are the and givers of life. We are the world. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, Nobody gets on this planet without coming through one of these portals, okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's just that moment of realization that I want to help other women to 
also see their light and what can they bring uh, to the table and live their life to the fullest. What do you mean by transformation? And the reason why, let me let me uh, put that in context. Um, you are a European woman. I'm an African-American woman. I am 61. I have no idea how young you are. Um, I'm in a relationship. I've been married to my husband for 39 years. I don't know what your situation may be. There's certain goals and aspirations that I have for myself. There's certain life experiences that I've had. There's certain, you know, extra, extra, uh, extra, can you say the word? There's been some other stuff that has happened in my life and other stuff that has happened in your life. So when you say transform, what do you mean by that? How can you help me transform into something else? Are you going to turn me into a frog? What is, <laughs> what, what is it that you're going to do with me and encourage me to do uh, in this transformation? I wish I had that power. But <laughs> no, and I'd no. be a cute frog too. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, transform is really becoming your best self. That's how I would put transform. And I would work only with people who would want to help themselves. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't walk around saying, oh, you need to change or you need to change. But only those who are ready for the change and taking responsibility and really want to become the best versions of themselves. Those are the people who I would help. Change is ever evolving. It's a moving target. You know, you might have been a powerhouse and now you've turned submissive. You might have been um, the head of a corporation and now you're unemployed. You might be the trophy wife and now all of a sudden you scratch and shit with the chickens because he left. <laughs> so how do we keep our eye on the prize. How do we stay focused? Because a lot of times people are talking about mindset, but the new realization is being woke, is being conscious, is being in the present. Things are going to change. You know, what goes up must come down. It's just, you know, it's just the way that it is. How do we stay consistent? Absolutely. Good question again, April. I love the questions shooting, <laughs> shooting them over. A uh, great question, in fact. So for me, it was finding my own center in the journey of finding myself and the best version of me. Um, that is when we can be absolutely on our own without any support, without backup. But we're standing there in front of unknown or on our own, knowing that we are fine because we got ourselves and we have our backs. Okay. And, that, and that is something what not many people know how to do. Like being on your own and having the full support of yourself. Right. But also being accountable. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their stuff. Nobody, not even the clothes on the floor. Oh, I didn't do that, you know, or that's not my fault or they're picking on me. They're the victim mentality brings. You got to show up. You got to show up. If you've made a mistake, 
I was an expert at that, honey. I'm telling you, my boss didn't have any problems with me because it was a psychology. If there was something that she said was wrong, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to work on that. Do you have any suggestions how I can move forward? If I wasn't wrong, I'm going to hold my position, but I just back up off of it. It's so easy to decompress instead of getting escalated, feeding into the narrative, going with that, you know, that constant reverberation of negativity. Misery loves company. Oh, yeah. You know, and I just, I tell people, look, it is what it is. We all make mistakes. The things that do not kill us is what makes us strong. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Like we have to take responsibility for our life and ourselves. And that's the thing with people. So many people don't do it because it's easier to look external and blame others. But also deny the truth. Absolutely. We'll use the political climate all over the world. All over the world. We see, we hear, we feel, we know, but we still continue to deny. Is that um, insecurity? Are people looking for power? What the heck are they doing when they're not being truthful? Um, like how I see it, it's insecurity, but also a fear of being judged by others. Mm. And then there comes in that fear of not belonging. Because if you are standing on your own, you have to, you have to gather your own crowd, but that's going to take a while. It's easier to stand in some crowd with uh, with some people because then you feel then people feel safer because they have these like these, yeah, they got these cheerleaders, you know. Exa they exactly, they have cheerleaders, and it might not be sometimes the right or correct cheerleaders because on our environment and people really makes us, but um, that takes courage. And so many people actually do not have courage to stand. No, not not in this They go along to get along. Exactly. But you know what else I found very fascinating is that people's truths vary. It's based upon their perception. You know, I could look in that background and say, oh, that's beautiful hues of blue and gray i mean blues and greens and you could go oh no that's uh you know that's aqua and turquoise and it's a matter of perception and those perceptions are based upon judgments those judgments are developed by our upbringing by our experiences by our pains by our joys they're gauges a lot of times people say they don't judge well i judge i just because that is my filter that is my boundary I'm not saying that it's always going to be uh, it's a negative judgment, but it allows me to edit and filter and clearly process the information so I can make an informed decision. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I think is the the we see the world not as it is, but we see the world as we are from our map, our map of the world. And as you mentioned, that's based on our childhood and our filters or upbringing, um, or masks. So we all see things differently. And there's no, like, there will never, ever be two people who see the world exactly the same way. No. And it's important to accept that. 
And that's why and I, a lot of people fall short of the glory right now, Laura, is because you don't give me an opportunity. You don't give me the space to not like something. I can absolutely not like pickles. <laughs> don't put them on my plate. But if you come to my house and you like pickles, I'm going to get you some. They People want you to, again, go along, to get along, to conform. They want you to not acculturate, but assimilate, fall in line, be this mechanical animal, do as I say, not as I do. Well, I'm telling you, brains, uh, in the next evolution of life, whether you believe it or not, I know it's true. Uh, there's going to be a whole different rule book. There's going to be a whole different play on there. And if you don't get the basics of it now, either you're not going to get there or you're going to have one hell of a time once you arrive. Right, Laura? <laughs> I love that. I agree with that. Exactly. And the funny story here, I remember I was talking to this girl and uh, I mentioned, we were talking about cleaning and I mentioned that I like Dyson vacuum cleaner uh -huh. and she was trying to convince me that some other brand is better and I said well I still like Dyson what's the point of even arguing so she got very defensive about bloody vacuum cleaner so this is something which I don't really understand and I, I I don't even get triggered by that because I think how sad it is if you can start argument about bloody vacuum cleaner you know but it's how you receive things and it's how you process it you know, and it was, it was, it wasn't the vacuum cleaner. It was her need to be right. It was her need to influence you and make you change your mind. No matter what it was, it could have been, you know, a, Anything. A been <laughs> and people go like, I like to say from a flicker to a flame. So tell me who is your ideal client who fits, fits the, the mold that really um, you work the best with because every you know, there's eight billion people on the planet. Everybody's not going to be your client. Who are you looking to transform? They would be. I would. Great question again. And uh, they would be clients who are taking responsibility for themselves. So the, who they they are sick of walking the same path, getting in the same patterns, doing the same thing, and now they exhausted the resources and, and they are like, okay, I had enough now. Like, I need help. I really need help because I want to become the best version of myself. Where do I start? And those are the people who I want to work with. Um, also, because my style of coaching is quite direct. It's compassion, but it's direct. And I do like to call sometimes people out from their stories when they are caught up in mm -hmm. um so yeah absolutely someone who's taking responsibility for themselves and want to bring that change in their lives making themselves better and also affecting environment around them exactly and it's going to show up and do the cotton picking work because laura you can pour all the secret sauce and end up with a soup sandwich nothing big fat nothing burger because people don't want to absorb it they don't they want you to fix them and brains in a transformational process it's like empowerment it's a duality it's a dance you know you go forward back left right you got to dip sometime it is a it's a harmonious movement 
through your life. And you want to be able to incorporate these changes that one day you won't need Laura. We love her, but she's going to be off, you know, turning that frog into a prince. You know, she is going to be working with other individuals, but she's still going to leave you with tools that you can say, oh, wow, I'm in a bad place. or This is not working for me. What can I do? Let me think back. Let me refer back to the time that I work with Laura and what are some of the tools? So that's so important. Um, let's ask some fun questions about you because you look like a fun kind of girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I believe I am. <laughs> that's fun. All right. So what is the, 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 the best part about living in Ireland? What do you love about Ireland? You know what? When... At the moment, I'm actually in Latvia, but when I was in Ireland, I do like Irish culture and their cheerfulness. Like, they're very, very proud of their culture. And uh, I just love Dublin because it's such a cute place. It's it's like being in a village, but that's like the capital. Mm. And it's that welcoming. They welcome everyone. And it, they're very open and uh, yeah i welcome and when you are not from their country that makes huge difference that does make huge difference so educate us on lafia i've never been there where is it what you know tell me some some beautiful things about your country about my country yeah i've been living outside of it actually for 16 years really but i do pop in home sometimes so it's very foresty, green country, very small. It's about 1.9 million people in the whole country. The capital is Riga. And the best time when to come here, I'd say it's summer. May, June, July, warm summers. We also have a beach, very nice beach and a seaside. So, um, yeah. I would I invite you to Latvia, April. <laughs> well, you know what, honey? I got a passport and as long as I can get through this world dysfunction, <laughs> you get so far and then you're stuck in the airport because you don't know what's gonna happen on the other side or you know, as you go through TSA. But if I were to come visit you, um, what would you take me to eat? Take you eat. We have typical Latvian food, which usually involves meat, because for some reason Latvians can't have um can't have a meal without meat <laughs> so there's lots of always meat involved and quite stodgy food but it's really filling and also one thing they always use is dill i um had some american friends who always were laughing that they use dill for everything like sprinkle really? dill and things where there shouldn't be sprinkled okay. I'm, I'm gonna try that because i have fresh dill you know but i only use it in certain recipes so i'm going to expand uh, my horizons what is the signature cocktail in lafia signature cocktail actually we have we don't have signature cocktail but the signature drink which is the liquor and it's called black balsam so it's made from 40 different types of herbs and it dates back into, I think it's 17th century or something. Um, it's, quite, it's quite strong, but it's really nice with as a hot drink, say with the blackcurrant juice, when you heat it up with some spice and orange and cinnamon and add that one, it's in winter, it's good. Really? Okay, <laughs> something, something to cuddle up to. 
If there was an appliance in the kitchen, Laura, what appliance would you be? If I would be appliance in the kitchen, I think I'd be smoothie maker. <laughs> I love my smoothies. <laughs> I, I know, I get it. I would probably be the uh, tea kettle. I love that. I like it. I like to get hot and steamy and spout off. Absolutely. You don't have to become a kettle to be that. You know? <laughs> it's a part of the transformation. Uh, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? If I was an animal, you know what? I thought of it weird, but I've been thinking about it. I would like to be an eagle because I love flying. I love air, being in air, flights. And also, if you're an eagle, no one can attack you and eat you. <laughs> you hover over and you swoop down on your prey, but you have to <laughs> not. And that's, that is uh, is very important. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Ooh, flower. That's a good question. Never thought about flowers. But you know what? I think I'd be poppy because I love that red color of poppies. Mm. it's just so they're so beautiful and, and they like don't they just, i just like how they just cover it's they don't just grow in little small clumps they just cover masses of amounts of space and they're just so beautiful but they don't last when you put them in the vase inside so they have to be in wild <laughs> i kind of feel the same <laughs> you know and i love to ask these questions of my guests i know people always ask why do you ask those because this gives me an insight of what you think about yourself. Not what I think, not extrasensual, but what you think. You think that you are strong, that you've got an eagle eye, that you're focused, you know, that you want to be free and you want to be wild. And, um, you know, you're, you're also smooth and creamy and beautiful. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, did I, did I gauge that? I gauged it, you know, based upon <laughs> the questions that you ask. Uh, and in closing, Laura, please tell my brains, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? What my legacy would be? Definitely one of the things I would like to make this world a better place. And I would like people to listen out and hear each other. Like actually learn how to really listen. And that's also um, being part being a coach is part of my journey and my work to teaching people how to listen. Because so, we so often we think we have heard the other person when we actually just brushed over and we are sitting in our heads. Mm -hmm. or, we're, I think, or we're over-talking them, like I just did. Or we're over-talking them. Or we say, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. And you don't let the person even finish the sentence. So, and I think that's such a huge, that is a, such a huge thing when someone really knows how to listen, um, keeping that space and giving you validation and telling that it's okay to have those feelings and to feel how you feel because so often we assume how others should feel because it's it's not convenient for us. So I think that kind of education and, and teaching would really bring um, the good to the world. And, That's a beautiful and answer. That is beautiful. And um, your dream will come true. If you only impact one person on this planet, you've done a phenomenal job because again, there's 8 billion and there's a lot of people that need a lot of work. 
but there's a lot of people that are woke, that are conscious, and that are transformed. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Laura, so that they can work with you, talk to you, and be in your presence. Yes, uh, thank you for that. So I have a Facebook account, so people could join my Facebook, which is Laura Blodney's the coaching account. And actually, in a couple of weeks' time, I want to do a masterclass in sexy confidence. So those who are interested, join my Facebook and then I will send out invitations and make a separate group for that masterclass as well. And I'm going to put all of your contact information in the show notes and at the end of the interview, because if you don't make the masterclass, I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't, there's always going to be an opportunity because Laura is not going anywhere. Her feet. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Well, I don't know. She's in Latvia or she's in Ireland or Italy or Jamaica. She might be here in San Diego with me, but (laughs) she's only a point and a click away. Thank you so much. Beautiful soul. I honor and respect you. And thank you for being here on the edge. Go in and do the homework. Check yourself out. Do some mirror work. Sit there in the mirror and just look at yourself. Just really take a good look. Have a good cry. Reveal and expose your vulnerability. It's only going to make you a better person. And go love, like, share, and subscribe. Right here on the edge. Love, like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blog Talk, all over the planet. And also, I want you to uh, go in and follow Laura. Thank you, Precious, for being here all the way from Lafayette to give us an education on transformation. You're the best, Queen. Thank you. You too. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure, April. All right. Bye, Brains. Have a good day. (laughs) Thank you.